This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to let you know that the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Over 2 million men worldwide have joined the movement for all their below-the-waist needs. Engineers for the last 18 months have perfected the greatest hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0. The third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. You can choose the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other items by going to manscaped.com and you can also save 20% by using the promo code State of Saints. That's manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints and save 20% on the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast on day three of the 2021 NFL Draft. Uh, we're not going to be talking so much about day three because uh, if you're checking out the State of the Saints podcast, it's about 12.13 uh, Eastern Standard Time, 11.13 Central Time. And the draft is just kicking off. Uh, I think the draft is on the, on the TV. Uh, I want to say that the uh, Jaguars just made their pick. I'm not sure who they actually got right now. I'm looking at ESPN as well. But uh, we're here to talk about day two of the NFL draft. And I, I decided to talk about it because yesterday I didn't do a live show. Uh, honestly, man, I was just kind of burnt out. I mean, we went like four hours on opening, on opening night. And, uh, you know, I just decided that, you know, just kind of take it easy on the Friday night and just come to you all and give you my thoughts on what I thought about, uh, you know, the first, I mean, the second night, excuse me. But let's go ahead and talk about some of the draft picks that the New Orleans Saints have have made. You know, of course, we know in the first round they went with Peyton Turner, defensive end uh, out of Houston. Uh, they followed that up in the second round uh, by getting uh, Pete Warner. Uh, they got Pete Warner, uh, the linebacker, uh, out of uh, Ohio State. <laughs> no surprise to anybody. I'm pretty sure you follow the Saints. And then they got cornerback uh, Paulson. Uh, yeah, they Paulson Adebo. They got Paulson Adebo, cornerback uh, out of Stanford. So uh, the Saints uh, on, on day two, it seemed like they really focused on what they actually need. So th- it, it, it's it's pretty, it's pretty simple, man, here. You know, like, okay, you went out here and, and – I'm pretty sure you probably had some guys that you wanted to get on the first day. Uh, it, the draft didn't go your way. You tried to aggressively try to move up. People was asking you to pay a king's ransom. That's the words of Mickey Loomis. 
So, I mean, you decided to stay put and you went with the guy that you feel like uh, would be best for your team. And, you know, a lot of us, you know, raised a lot of eyebrows because we felt like the Saints had bigger fish to fry. Uh, but on the second day, they actually uh, solved some of these issues. I, well, I won't say solved, but they definitely addressed uh, some of these issues, you know. So uh, I got both the guys um, that are available right now. I got some video clips here. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with Pete Warner here. Uh, I want to thank you uh, for all those that check out the State of Saints podcast. But let's go ahead and start with Pete Warner, man. I got some footage here. Uh, as you can see, man, he's a, a very tough linebacker. He's a sideline to sideline guy. He's fast. I think he ran like a 4-5, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he gives the Saints something that they've been struggling with over the last couple of years, and that is the ability to actually cover uh, the tight ends. Uh, he does a really good job at covering tight ends. Uh, according to stats, uh, he didn't allow uh, – I don't think he allowed to play over 10 yards. Uh, so that's pretty good for a coverage linebacker. And also, uh, man, he's, he's just a tough dude, man. You know, sideline to sidelines, a guy that can fly around. And if this guy is anything like, uh, you know, his tape is showing, then this is something that the Saints have been needing for a very, very long time. They, they've needed uh, a guy that can be all over the field. I mean, this guy has had – uh, multi-tackle uh, games, you know what I'm saying, on several occasions, you know what I'm saying, double-digit tackles, I should say, uh, several times. And he's a leader, man. I mean, this guy started out on special teams. He started out on special teams. Uh, you know, he worked his way up, man. So he, he got that mail room to the executive floor type mentality. So I got a lot of respect for guys that work themselves up, you know what I'm saying? They work themselves, you know, into the starting rotation. He, You know, he was a guy – uh, his, you know, one year he was second. Uh, I think he was, yeah, second on the team in tackles, and then he was first on the team in tackles. Him coming out of Ohio State, and I know we're probably upset, man, frustrated because we want uh, the New Orleans Saints to draft more players out of LSU. Uh, one in particular, Jabril Cox. But uh, uh, once again, this guy is a really, really tough dude. I mean, and you, you can see, man, he's always hustling to the football. Uh, you know, I, I got a little read of him. Uh, during his interview, this guy's a no-nonsense type dude. You know, like, he, he ain't really see him smiling or anything like that. You know, so he's a really tough cat. So uh, I got a good read out of him. He seems like he's an intimidator. You know, it seems like he ain't about the nonsense. It seems like he has a switch. It seems like when he's off the field, he's cool. But when he gets on the field, he he, he just on another level. So uh, like uh, I like the P Warner pick. You know, it wasn't – a guy that I was, I would have thought the Saints would have gotten. I thought about maybe some other linebackers, but I'm not too mad at this pick. Um, the only thing is, I, I just don't understand why we just got to continuously get all these Ohio State players. I mean, I understand they're one of the best teams in the country. I understand they produce some really good players, but there's so many good players right there. I went 30 minutes down the road at LSU that you could have cho chose from. I mean, you look at Terrence Marshall. This guy went a pick. Uh, before, you know what I'm saying, you actually got uh, Paulson Adebo, you know, so now you got to deal with Terrence Marshall in your division. I mean, I, I just don't understand it, man. Like, how is it that all these guys that have constantly caused us to not make the playoffs, that constantly cost us games that went to LSU, people like uh, Deion Debo Jones, uh, guys like Devin White, who, you know, probably single-handedly cost the Saints an opportunity to go to the NFC Championship last year. I mean, you, you think about Quan Alexander flying all over the field before he went to San Francisco and now with the, you know, was with the Saints last year. 
I just don't understand it, man. It, it, it just seems like to me, like they just have like this, this idea about what they want, man. And it, it's like a level of arrogance behind it too. You know, like I, I get that you want to get uh, the players that you want and then you know more about football and analyze the players way more than I do. I just don't understand it, man. Like it's not like LSU has a, a history of players not being up to snuff players that are not tough players that are not gritty players that are not disruptive and borderline hall of famers. These guys, every single year they get drafted. And the next thing, you know, all of a sudden, like these guys are all world players and, and they always seem to always become a linchpin in, in the Saints plans. Like it, it's, it's ridiculous, man. So I, I just don't know, man. I don't know if they just got a problem with LSU players I don't know if they just feel like these guys are too close to home. Maybe they feel like that might affect them uh, with their decision-making and being close to family members and stuff like that. Maybe they feel like that might cause them to make bad decisions. But all I know is LSU players across the board, all over the field, all over the NFL, or borderline Hall of Famers, all pros all over the place. You look at your Davis White. You look at Patrick Peterson. You look at the Honey Badger. uh, You look at Greedy Williams. You look at all of these other guys out here, man, Deion Jones. Uh, you look at uh, Devin White, uh, Quan Alexander before he got hurt, uh, you know, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Justin Jefferson. The list goes on and on. I'm like, y'all get a first hand. It's not like y'all don't get the station where LSU play on. You're right down the street. So not mad, not mad at the picks. I just wish that they actually would commit to some of these LSU players, man. It, and I'm not just saying that because – like I said, it's right down the street. It's just the fact that these guys are really, really good. And I just don't understand, like, what's the difference between LSU and, and Ohio State? I, I really don't. I, I really don't understand it. Like, they have sideline to sideline linebackers just like Ohio State. They got shut down corners just like Ohio State. You can make an argument to say LSU produce better pros than Ohio State do. So I, I, I just don't – I don't understand it. Like, I, I don't. Like I said, I'm not mad at the picks. I think the picks are, are really good. I think they serve a purpose, but um, I, I just don't get it. I'm I'm not understanding it. Maybe y'all can help me understand, but I really don't. But let's go to some of the comments uh, before we move on to uh, Paulson uh, Debo's uh, highlights. I'm going to start with Sean. Thank you all so much for being here. Sean says, uh, got to trust uh, Peyton and Loomis in Ireland. They've done a good job overall with drafting and bringing in young players. Look, I mean, Sean, I, I definitely trust them. You know, I don't have an issue with the guys that they draft. It seems like nine times out of ten, they knock it out of the park. But I just think that sometimes, like, they they overanalyze. Like, it, it's not like they, they make the right decision. Like, don't get me wrong. But the players that we be lobbying for most of the time for them to get always tend to be really good players, better players than they actually have on their squad. Like, I mean, I'm just being serious, man. Like, think about this, right? 2018, everybody and their mama wanted Lamar Jackson, right? We thought for a fact the Saints were going to trade up and get Lamar Jackson. But instead, they end up getting Marcus Davenport. Marcus Davenport uh, has an issue with getting on the field. Lamar Jackson is a league MVP. Uh, Led his team to their first, you know, he won his first playoff game this past season. You know what I'm saying? This team, like this guy... You know, those does not lose a whole bunch of games in a regular season. And so this is something that you can actually build on, a, electri- a very electrifying player. Um, you think about 
oh, us want Patrick Queen. Like, we're lobbying. We want them to get Patrick Queen. But instead, you know what I'm saying, we got Caesar Ruiz. And, no, you know what I'm saying, the jury's still out on Caesar. But if you look at these two guys' rookie season, who had the better rookie season? It was Patrick Queen. So it's not like, you know, they, they don't make the right decisions. It's just the fact that the guys that they can actually have Make better, make more sense, and and, and they they do more things. That that's all I'm saying. Uh, Alfred, thank you very much for the 499. Says tired of the projects. TJ, we need dogs. Not really too happy with our draft. Uh, uh, Panthers have a good draft though. Yeah, the Panthers are really hitting it out the park, man. They're hitting it out the park. You know, they they're not afraid. They got J.C. Horn. Uh, they got Terrence Marshall. You know, guys that we wanted to see in the Who That Nation. So they definitely. Uh, you know, they definitely doing a really good job in this draft. I have no problem with them uh, whatsoever. Uh, let's go with Mark. Mark says the Saints want LSU linebacker Jabril Cox. Well, Mark, I really can't tell. I really can't tell. And, you know, before I get to uh, fluid thoughts here, uh, fluid thoughts, uh, I want to say this, man. Like, what's the difference between what Jabril Cox brings to the table and what Pete Warner does? Like, I, I feel like they do the same thing. I feel like they both are good at covering linebackers. I mean, excuse me, covering tight ends and running backs. And I really feel like they both can be sideline to sidelines. What the hell is the difference? I really don't understand. Like, I don't understand, like, what's the difference between Pete Warner and Jabril Cox? You know, so if they wanted Jabril Cox to me, they would have got him. It's just as simple as that. If they was as in love with this dude as as we thought they were, they would have got him. There was nothing that was stopping them from doing it. The only thing is, like I said, they love these Ohio State players. That, that's the, I mean, we just got to come to grips. Like, they laughing it off and making it seem like, oh, it's just a coincidence. No, it's not. No, it's not. It, it's like saying that Bill Belichick drafting Alabama players are a coincidence. No, it's not. It, it's not. You you have a preference. Like, you have a, an acquired taste. And – I just think that we there's nothing really we can do about it, folks. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, it is what they prefer. But I just wish they would actually look at some of these other players out there. That, that's all I'm saying. Uh, if the Saints don't draft a quarterback, the room is showing plans to sign former uh, let's see, 49ers quarterback from Southern Miss Nick Mullins next week in free agency. Well, not really a big fan of Nick Mullins, but – uh, I guess people love themselves, smart football players. Look, I always feel like this, man. I, I just think that you need one young quarterback on your team. You know, like the Saints to me, like it don't seem like they really care that much for rookie quarterbacks. If they're in the, in the system, they just kind of in there for depth or maybe like just to be on the scout team, you know, in case you have to go up against a dual threat quarterback. But I think the Saints, uh, if a guy is out there that they like, I think they need to draft him. Like, I don't know if Jamie Newman, uh, you know what I'm saying, is going to be there or not, you know what I'm saying, around the time they pick in the fourth round. But I would look at somebody like that. I would look at, you know, some like you really don't know. And even if you, you know what I'm saying, even if, you know, Jameis do pan out, I think you'll have yourself a guy who, you know, if you develop, you might can use that trade value down the line. You know what I'm saying? Like, or – if, if, if let's just say, for example, if Jameis plays himself out of New Orleans and you can't afford him, you know, like, like what you going to do then? You know, so I think that they need to go young at the quarterback. Me, me in particular, looking at the guys, uh, 
if he's still on the board, which I highly doubt around the time the Saints pick, I would have to roll with somebody like a Jamie Newman. Uh, already read that one. And Black and Gold Breakdown Podcast said Jay-Z Horn and Terrence Marshall would pick Panthers made out of spite. Uh, Saints never should have gotten into the fight over Tommy Stevens last year. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I definitely can. I definitely can understand that. You know, I, I definitely feel like they picked those guys. You know, but at the same time, the Carolina Panthers need so much. You know, they they need so much. So, I mean, I wouldn't know if they're doing it out of spite or not. I, I really, I really just don't know. But all I know is the Carolina Panthers they did a really good job and are doing a really good job in the draft so far. Uh, they're really uh, picking some really good players. Uh, I'm looking at uh, the Cleveland Browns right now uh, who are having a really good draft as well, man. These guys are really starting to re-up. And that's the benefit, you know, of, of you know, all these years of, of drafting uh, all these high players. They finally uh, get to the playoffs. Uh, you know, they build their team. You still got a lot of guys on on – on rookie contracts, rookie deals. So you're able to bring in a lot of good guys and you combine it with a lot of these young guys. So you you build your team right through the draft. Um, you get yourself some good rookies on rookie deals. You get some of these veterans, you know what I'm saying, that can come in for, for, a, good, for a good bit of change. And then you can start phasing out those veterans by dra- you know drafting well. So Kevin Stefanski has done an outstanding job out there in Cleveland. I know this state of saints podcast we try to keep a theme here especially you know nfc south but it was just on the television so i wanted to go ahead and uh make that uh plain and simple uh also uh the Bengals, man selecting cameron sample man out of tulane so uh cameron sample getting drafted by by uh the cincinnati Bengals. so cincinnati Bengals, uh you know getting a guy who's a high motor guy New Orleans Saints says, uh, fact, uh, Keen Arthur, I just said that. Uh, let's go. I'm, I'm trying to go back, man. I apologize. No, I'm going up and down. Keen Arthur, thank you very much for being a supporter. Said, TJ, do you see Zach Bourne having a big role this year? No, um, I, I really don't. Uh, I feel like this. Um, if the Saints really felt like uh, Zach Bourne was going to be all that in the hot wheel track, I don't think that we'll even really be talking about linebackers. You know, we wouldn't even be addressing that. I think that they feel like they got something there. You know, a guy that probably can come in in spurts, guy that can make a tackle or two. But I think that this guy is going to probably be, you know, the next generation Craig Robinson right now. You know, I hope that he proves me wrong, but I think he's going to be like a Craig Robinson special teams ace type guy. Uh, I, I, I just don't see anything from him, you know, and I'm always questioning guys that, and I, like I said, I understand that there was a pandemic. I understand that when you draft a guy, you need that guy to be in a facility. You couldn't go to the facility. You couldn't work, you know what I'm saying, work out. You couldn't have a rapport with some of these other players, and you couldn't get coached up. But I, I have to say that over the course of time, like week six, week seven, I should start seeing you more – you know, more and more instead of just seeing a small sample size of you. And that stood out to me because I'm wondering, like, okay, we're seeing Caesar. You know, like Caesar had some up and down games, but he had like maybe two or three games where he played really well. And then you see Adam Troutman, you know, saying he played so well, you start to see him 
in places where you will possibly see Josh Hill. Uh, so, I mean, and, and you look at Zach Bourne, I mean, you, you see him like, okay, third down, NASCAR package, somebody need to get some Gatorade. Uh, you're seeing him on special teams. That's, that's, that's not it, man. That's not it. Not that late in the season. People got to be able to be able to depend on you to make plays. And um, I didn't see him. So as long as I don't see him, I can't judge him. The only thing I can judge him on is why he isn't on the field. He wasn't hurt. He, he wasn't, you know what I'm saying, like in, dealing with any injuries of any kind. So what else can I say? Uh, if the Saints don't draft, I already read that one, Mark. Uh, but thank you so much for that information. Keelan says, TJ, I agree with you 100 Two two lane linemen about to uh, come off the board. Cam Sample and Patrick Johnson, and they, they deserve it. You know, both of those guys are really good. Did outstanding job at two lane, and congratulations to him, man. Cameron Sample already went to the Bengals. Patrick Johnson, we don't know just yet, but uh, we'll see, man. Uh, I think Adebo will win Defensive Rookie of the Year. I'm calling it now. Uh, you know, I, the jury's still out you know, on, on Paulson and Debo, man. But since we're talking about it, and thank you, New Orleans Saints, let's go ahead and take a look at some of his, uh, you know, some of these highlights from Debo here. Um, Debo, six foot one, 200 pounds, coming out of Stanford. Uh, really rangy guy, long arms, uh, played receiver uh, back in the day, man. That really is beneficial. So uh, all those people out there that's probably wondering or or saying to themselves, man, the Saints uh, have all these cornerbacks, can't turn their head around, can't can't locate the ball. You don't have this problem. As you can see, this guy reaching out, catching a one-hand snag. And I think that the Saints uh, seen a little bit of Richard Sherman in this guy. You know, Richard Sherman kind of had the same type of story. Started off as a wide receiver, uh, you know, transitioned and moved over to the other side of the football, became a cornerback. And also, ironically, he went to the same school. So this guy right here, man, he fighting for the ball, comes down with it. Like I said, those wide receiver skills that he possessed will help him in the long run. Uh, you know, especially, you know, when he's going up against some of those uh, those receivers in the NFC South. Uh, the only issue that he has is sometimes he has an issue uh, with with taking a bait, especially when it can't, comes on those double moves. Uh, one of his games that he struggled uh, was a game against uh, Central Florida. Uh, the wide receiver for Central Florida kind of lit him up because he was a little bit of a shifty guy, you know, was doing a lot of double moves on him and it was hard for him to do, you know, do it you know, be able to keep up with him and be able to identify. Uh, he's a really smart football player. He's a guy that, that will grow. Uh, you know, when you start to uh, develop him as a player, uh, when you start to, like, get within the X's and the O's, this guy is going to be uh, really successful. Uh, he needs to work on uh, some of his lateral movements, man. He needs to work on, like, his hips. You know what I'm saying? Like so, like I said, sometimes he has an issue of uh, – you know, not dissecting the play correctly. And sometimes he's susceptible to getting beat. Like when he's on, he's really on. Like you can't, so it, I, I guess like, you know, if I can think about somebody, we have to say Lattimore. When he's on, he's on. Like when he's off, my goodness, is he off, man? He looked like one of the worst cornerbacks on the field. Uh, but I, I feel like this guy, I like how, you know, he, he's a, he seemed like a very smart guy, uh, a guy that pays attention to detail, a guy that I feel like will be able to thrive uh, in a Chris Rashard uh, secondary. You know, I think that, uh, once again, I think the Saints uh, looked at this guy could be the next Richard Sherman. And also, to me, you know, just kind of 
solidifies my logic and thinking that for the right price, I think the Saints are really looking at uh, Richard Sherman. You know what I'm saying? I, I can really see after this pick, I can really see Richard Sherman coming to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I think that the New Orleans Saints might end up getting Richard Sherman. I think that the, the attractiveness of it all, right? You have your old uh, defensive assistant, defensive coordinator, your secondary coach out there in Seattle. Uh, you got a guy that went to your alma mater that has like measurables like you. I can see that uh, Richard Sherman on the tail end of his career uh, trying to be a little bit uh, of a teacher. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that'll be helpful. I think that not only be helpful uh, to a Debo, but also Lattimore as well. I think when you have Malcolm Jenkins in the secondary helping out some of those young safeties and you have Richard Sherman that can come in there and help out some of those uh, guys that's co at corner, I think that you'll have a recipe for success. Now, this all depends on the right price. Now, if Richard Sherman's out there uh, wanting a King's ransom, uh, wanting too much money, then you won't get him. But I really feel like the Saints would possibly go after Richard Sherman after this pick because I think that these the two dynamics of Richard and Adebo might be very, very attractive to uh, attractive to him, and he might end up wanting to play for the Saints. Uh, Keen Arthur, uh, thank you very much for $5. Said, TJ, what wide receivers is left uh, you think we should go after? Um, we need a Calvin Ridley type of pair of Mike T, and should we grab another scrappy cornerback? Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know we need we, – we keeping this uh, theme going, and I'm not sure. Like I said, I'm not watching the draft right now. I'm not, uh, but a wide receiver that I've been lobbying for is Cornell Powell. Uh, Cornell Powell is a guy that I feel like would be really good for the Saints, and I think I may have some uh, some footage of uh, Cornell Powell that's available right now. If you give me a second, I think I'll be able to take a look and see if I can find it. But Cornell Powell, a wide receiver, yeah, he's a, a wide receiver uh, out of Clemson. He's a guy that I feel like would be a good complimentary uh, to Michael Thomas. He's a guy that kind of have like the same height and, and weight of Michael Thomas, but the only difference is he's a tad bit faster. He's a guy that can get yards after the catch. Uh, he's a guy that I feel like would be a good fit for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, he's also a good uh, blocker. And you know that uh, Sean Payton and, and uh, you know, his offensive staff love themselves a wide receiver that can actually block. But this is a footage right here of Carnell Powell. Uh, this is a guy that I feel like would be a good fit for the New Orleans Saints. As you can see, like he's a guy, good third down guy. I feel like the Saints are missing a guy that can, can really fit on third down. Uh, Trevor Lawrence throwing him the ball, as you can see, man, good locator of the ball right there. So I think that he would be a really good fit for the New Orleans Saints. Also in goal line situations right there, you know, being able to get those 50-50 balls in the back of the end zone. Jameis throws him the ball, you know, he'll be able to uh, catch it in the, in the back of the end zone. I can see that uh, happening. Once again, yards after the catch, you can see the speed, you know what I'm saying? Catch the ball, I mean, he takes it to the house. So that's why I, I feel like the Saints need to look at this guy. Now, I don't know if he'll be there. Um, like I said, I don't know how the way the draft going. I don't even know if he's going or not, but he would be a good pick for me. I, th I like him a lot, man. He's a He's a good wide receiver. I think that he kind of, I think he kind of flew under the radar because I mean you got receivers like Justin Ross, T Higgins was out there at one time, so I think he kind of flew under the radar. Um, Sean Wade, <laughs> out of Ohio State, uh, would be another pick for me. I mean, why not keep keep the theme going? Uh, Sean Wade, who uh, actually opted out, I believe uh, he opted out uh, of this past season. 
I think that kind of hurt him because he still had a lot of uh, unanswered questions. So I think Sean Wade out Ohio State, if you want to go, you want to go and get yourself another cornerback. But wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, I, I don't know who picking what just yet. Um, let me see if I can actually pull that up. And thank y'all so much uh, for being here. But let's go ahead and, and talk a little bit about um, Adebo. Like I said, I just feel like Adebo is going to be a, a he's going to be a, uh, another project, you know, and, and that's that's an, one of the main reasons why I feel like, you know, the Saints needed to get somebody like Asante Samuel Jr. But maybe this, the Saints seem like they just have a type. They have a type when it came to come the corners. They got a type when it comes to uh, pass rushes. TJ, I think Adebo having Marcus Williams over the top will help uh, ease the laps and judgment on double moves, but I don't think he'll make that many mistakes under Richard. I believe that too. Yeah, I believe that too. Uh, Hot boy, when did uh, Sean Payton say that about LSU player? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know if he said anything about LSU players. I, I really don't. I don't think he said anything, but sometimes you don't have to say anything. I mean, your, your actions can prove what, what people already know. Ed says, I'm wondering where the Saints are going today. You know, that's a really good question. You know, that's a really good question. Um, might be offensive linemen, man. You, you have to start looking at the fact that Teron Armstead getting up there in age. Uh, you, you don't know what he's going to do with his contract. Also, man, you might be looking for some help at the interior lineman position. I mean, you lost Malcolm Brown. Uh, you might want to get somebody that can help with that. Uh, you know, and also, man, you, I mean, I'm still not satisfied with safety. And you might want to get yourself another young quarterback. Like I said, Jamie, Jamie Newman, if he hasn't been drafted just yet, you know, I, I feel like he's still out there. You know, uh, maybe somebody like, you know, like him. Uh, Sam Ellinger, you know what I'm saying? That's another pick that could be good for a fourth-round pick. Uh, I, I really believe that these guys can uh, get some really good players. Uh, Barnes uh, from Purdue goes to the Lions. Dalman uh, goes uh, center from Stanford, uh, goes to the Atlanta Falcons. So uh, those are the picks right now. So the Falcons get themselves a center uh, in, in the fourth round of the NFL draft. So they're trying to uh, – Keep uh, Matt Ryan upright. Uh, Matt Ryan kind of, you know, they, they struggle with pass protection, keeping up Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan getting up there in age, so he's becoming a little bit more of a statue in the pocket, so they might want to help him. Jeffrey says, hey, TJ, not sure if it has been asked, but do you like the order of the picks, defensive end, linebacker, cornerback, or did we reach for these players when uh, they were better options available? Uh, well, the only one I can just think of would be the defensive end. Uh, Peyton Turner, I feel like you probably could have got him in the second round. Uh, I think that you could have got, you know, him probably late, maybe even third round, the way the, you know, draft fell. It depends. Um, you know, that's the only pick that I kind of scratched my head about. Uh, Pete Warner, I can understand that because you need help at linebacker. And, you know, maybe the Saints are trying to replicate what they've seen out of Quan Alexander, right? Quan Alexander – Sideline to sideline linebacker can force fumbles, uh, can cover uh, line. Uh, I keep on saying linebacker, cover tight ends and running backs. So it seemed like to me, like they 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 got a guy kind of similar to the skill set of that of Aquan Alexander. Uh, as far as cornerbacks, I, I can understand why they would get a Debo. Uh, a Debo could easily been a first round draft pick. Uh, that that to me, 
uh, if it pans out, that can end up being a steal. I think the fact that he set out the entire year kind of uh, set him back. Uh, teams it seemed like they didn't, you know, they're not really wanting to touch some of these guys if they felt like they didn't come back and play. So I think that Adebo is, if he would have came out there played Stanford at Stanford his senior season or his last season, uh, I think that he probably would have went up, end up going into the first round. So uh, this could end up being a steal for the Saints. I mean, this guy, what he had like eight interceptions in twenty-two games. So, like I said, he he can locate the football, man. That he has wide receiver hands because he played wide receiver. Uh, only thing I will have to, I will have to uh, look at and question: uh, Can he, you know, be able to locate the ball? Uh, also, sometimes, man, he can put himself in a position. Uh, to get some of those uh, PIs, those pass interference calls, sometimes because he's a little bit, he a little bit handsy, man. And we know that uh, when you play for the Saints, they don't give you nothing, all right? You got to have immaculate coverage at, at all times. You know, what I'm saying every now and then they might end up like giving you a break, but nine times out of ten, we know they coming. Yondo says, Warner pick was a reach. Not mad at the position pick, but the player is a reach. A Debo is a decent pick. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at the fact, third-round pick, Debo, anything else, you know, anything else he does, uh, you, you pretty much can be like, okay, you know, like, well, we got something here. Anytime you, you pick a pick in the third round, uh, if a guy doesn't pan out, it's, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, it's still like you're taking a gamble. You really want to make sure that you're getting right those first two picks, right? The first round pick and the second round pick. Uh, I feel like with Warner, I can understand how you feel the way you do, uh, but I don't think it was a bit of a reach uh, if you look at what the Saints actually want. What what the Saints try to do to me, if they have success at one position, uh, that player that they actually are trying to, you know, find or you know, what I'm saying replace, they try to find a player that with that same similar skill set. Like you look at Quan Alexander, like I said, his ability to fly around the field, his ability to guard tight ends and running backs, P1 to fits that mold. So the Saints don't try to uh, go away from something that works for them. Sometimes that can be to their advantage and sometimes that can be to their detriment. Uh, Jabril Cox going to the Cowgirls. Well, that's un- that's unfortunate. I'm trying to pull up. I'm trying to pull up the draft, man. So I apologize. You know, I, pro- I apologize. I'm looking down at my phone. I'm actually trying to pull up, pull up the draft. So I'm trying to see what the team's got. Uh, yeah, Michael Carter. Um, he he went to the uh, from North Carolina. He went to the Jets. Darren Hall, another cornerback, went to the Falcons. Des Fitzpatrick, uh, wide receiver out of Louisville. He went to the to the Titans. James Hudson, offensive tackle, went to Cincinnati. Uh, Cameron Sample, two-lane defensive end, went to the Bengals. Uh, Amon Ray uh, St. Brown, the wide receiver out of um, USC, goes to the Lions. Lions had back-to-back picks. They got Derek Barnes, the linebacker out of Purdue. Drew uh, Delman, the center out of Stanford, goes to the Falcons. Jabril Cox uh, will be a cowboy. And uh, Arison Smith, a linebacker from Northern Iowa will be going to the New York football Giants. So Jabril Cox, but we'll be playing for the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be a really good player for the Dallas Cowboys. And then we're going to be mad and watch and be like, you got to 
Here's your tablet, man. All right. You take your tablet, all right? I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> he wants me to turn on his tablet. But um, anyway, we got uh, John Doe. Warner pick was a reach. I already said that. Jabril Cox to the Cowboys. When he comes out, they should play uh, bust around some. <laughs> Mario uh, Henderson says the Saints don't know what to do with Zach Bond. Put him at pass rush and see what happens. I agree. I mean, go for what you know. You know, so that's the thing that worked out for him in college. So why not? Uh, let's see. The Saints will be picking at pick number 133 unless, you know, something changed. They decide to move up in the draft. But at 133, uh, the Saints uh, will be picking. So hopefully they pick somebody that can be, you know, somebody that can come in and, you know, and try to get themselves a roster spot. I mean, this is the fourth round, folks. You know, after you, when you go looking at rounds four through seven, these guys will have to compete to try to get themselves a job. Damon Newman, I don't think he has been drafted. Neither has Sam Ellinger. Uh, I would aim for them, uh, maybe Felipe Franks. Yeah, I mean, I'm more of a Sam Ellinger guy because I feel like he kind of is a, a Sean Payton type guy. But I also forgot about uh, Ian Book. You know, Ian Book is a guy that Sean Payton likes, so who knows? TJ, is Carnell a burner? Uh, not so much a burner, but he's faster than Michael Thomas, and he can't get vertical. So I don't. I, I think that, look, Keno, I'm more concerned about a third down uh, receiver, a guy that can convert on third down. Uh, he can have a little speed, and that's fine. But the Saints already got burners. They got guys that – they got Deontay Harris. They got – Traquan Smith. And, you know, Traquan Smith is really faster than people give him credit for. I just think that the, the reason why we don't see that is because of Drew Brees' arm strength at the time when Traquan got there. You know, they weren't able to utilize the, the strength of, of Traquan Smith. Uh, but like I said, Deontay Harris, you know, a guy that's a burner. Uh, Traquan Smith, uh, um, Callaway. Callaway can run as well. So I think you need that guy who can, you know, run all the routes he can he can get down the field where he just don't seem like he's just one dimensional and, and you know you need a guy that can convert on third downs and i just feel like the saints need that 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 big body you know receiver a guy that can go out there and catch that ball on third and two third and four you know if you decide to throw the football brandon says i wouldn't be surprised the saints don't address the quarterback position uh at all and maybe add one for depth I think they want to give uh, Jameis Winston every chance possible to succeed. If he flops, will uh, pops to be back next year near the top of the draft? Well, look, I, I can't see the New Orleans Saints doing something like that. Like, I really don't. Like, I, I, the Saints are a team that they try to be prepared for every situation. You know, like the, even like last year. Right. They, they had the quarterbacks in the room. Right. Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, Drew Brees. But they also had Trevor Simeon sitting at home just in case. Like the New Orleans Saints tried to dot every I and cross every T and be extremely prepared for any situation. And I can't say that I, I can say confidently that Sean Payton will believe that if Jameis was to go down, Taysom can come in and, you know, win you game. Let's just say for example, I knock on wood when I say this. But if Jameis goes down. You know, for an extended amount of time, like can Taysom come up in there and just be winning a whole bunch of games? I don't think so. I think you want to get yourself a young quarterback here, man, because here's the reality, folks. 
uh, you go out here and you pay, you know, you get yourself a veteran quarterback. The Saints already have cap issues, right? But if you go out here and you get yourself a young rookie quarterback that you can develop in your system, you can build in your own image, right? Like these, these young quarterbacks are basically sponges coming into the National Football League. They're learning how to be pros. They're learning how to be professional. They're learning a playbook. So you basically uh, are starting with a blank sheet of paper. Who wouldn't want to start with a blank sheet of paper? Like that, that's all I'm saying. Who, who would not want to start like that? So if you can get yourself a, a quarterback like a Jamie Newman, like a Sam Ellinger, a guy that you can actually develop into your system that can come in during emergency situations and it can give you exactly what you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't have to worry about what you're going to get with them. You know what I'm saying? They're pretty much easy read. That, that's all I'm saying. When you get guys like Nick Mullins who've been in a, in a 49er system, you get somebody like a Jimmy Garoppolo, you get somebody like a Mitchell Trubisky. I'm just throwing names out there. Some of these guys aren't available, I'm naming, but I'm just being, I'm just giving you examples. Like, get yourself somebody that's young. You know, get yourself somebody that's young that you that can learn how to be a pro, you that can learn uh from you and become better. You know, and, and I don't I don't get it, right? Every other position, the Saints are always trying to find themselves a project, right? But you can't sign yourself a project at a quarterback position. I, I don't get it. I like the DT from LSU, Ty, Tyler Selvin, uh, big body, run stop, add. Yeah, I, I, I really do too, man. I like him. But the only thing about him sometimes, man, he was a little bit lazy. You know, I'm, I'm just going to be real. Like, I don't like lazy players. Uh, I feel like he, he he left a lot to be desired on the field. I think it came and it went. Uh, I, and I kind of question, like, his his drive at times. Like, I think he's a really good player if he's motivated. I think he can be a disruptor. Right system might end up being, like, one of those uh, really good uh, defensive tackles. But anybody that I question, like, their, their motor, the want to, the, the can, I have to say uh, – I, he would not be my first pick, you know, but I, I think that with the right system, right motivation, I think that he can end up being a very serviceable defensive tackle. TJ, are you in favor of using McCleskey uh, like the Chiefs use Tyreek Hill? Uh, no, uh, I, I'm really not. You know, I, I don't think that if I'm I'm a, I'm a betting man, I don't think that he's going to beat out Deontay Harris. I look at somebody like McCleskey uh, is a guy that's going to be competing for a starting job, right? I mean, not a starting job, but a roster spot, rather. Uh, I look at him that can easily come in if you want to transition Callaway and don't have him back there on special teams. I can see McCleskey uh, out there, uh, you know, doing special teams if uh, Deontay Harris goes down or if Deontay Harris, uh, you know, uh, is not available at the particular time, you want to alternate that. I can see that happening, but he has to make this team, man. I mean, I know he got signed and, He's a two-lane guy, and his dad used to play for the Saints. And, you know, I mean, his, his college stats wasn't nothing to sneeze at. But you still got to make this squad, man. So can he take the top off the defense? Absolutely, man. A guy can fly. But you got to make this team. And um, I can see if, if anybody is going to be used like Tyreek Hill, I would have to say Deontay Harris. His third year in the system. Um, we know what he can do on special teams. Hell, we know what he can do when he's in the game. Uh, Deontay Harris is not an issue. He's not a problem. The only reason why we don't consistently talk about Deontay Harris and his playmaking ability is the fact that it, you know, he'll do something special. The next thing you know, you're looking for him. 
you realize that he's out for the rest of the game. And that has a lot to do with his stature, man. We use about 5'8", five, 5'7", five, about 165 pounds, and, and you're getting hit by some of these big linemen. You're getting hit by some of these larger cornerbacks and safety. So I think if uh, Deontay Harris is, is healthy, he doesn't have any injuries, I, I don't even think we're talking about McCleskey at, at being on the field, period. Uh, what pick do we have? We got pick 133. Isaac says, uh, King out of North Texas, super shifty, 5'9", like Elijah Moore type. Uh, Isaac, that's a good pick, and I know exactly who you're talking about there. Very elusive, shifty guy, but look, I, I, I understand that, you know, you can't measure heart, um, you know, but I think the Saints need themselves uh, some larger receivers, right? I, I don't think they need a guy, you know what I'm saying, that can fly down the field. Uh, King Arthur just mentioned McCleskey. Uh, I just talked about Deontay Harris. Uh, I just think that the Saints need that that complimentary guy. Uh, you know, they lost Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders uh, gave them some really good productivity last season. So find yourself a number two. Find yourself a number two that can go on the opposite side of Michael Thomas. Get yourself a rookie, a young wide receiver. Um, and I feel like Cornell Powell would be a good fit for him. I mean, that's just that's just my opinion. Uh, speaking of Tyler Selvin, uh, he went to the Bengals. Okay. And we got Jordan Smith, uh, from UAB. Um, he goes to the Jaguars Stevenson from Oklahoma. He go a running back goes to the Patriots and, uh, the guy that I thought in <laughs> this, this, maybe the Vikings seen this as, as well. Keeney Awegu, um, the running back out of Iowa state, who I say remind me a lot of, uh, Latavius Murray. Uh, he goes to the Minnesota Vikings. So I think that they, you know, they, they have Delvin Cook, uh, but they need that guy that can be that possible sledgehammer, you know, that guy that can get those extra yards. And Delvin Cook, he can uh, get those extra yards. He, he definitely can, but uh, you need that guy that's a complimentary guy. You need a guy that can come in from time to time. We know Delvin Cook, as good as he's been, uh, he's always hurt. You know, like he's always been hurt throughout his career. Like it, this was like his – first real solid season this past year, right? We've we seen what he can do when you know, a full body of work, but uh, I think the Vikings understand that, you know, sometimes Delvin Cook can be on that entry list and he needs somebody that can come in and pick up the slack. Brindarius uh, says, uh, I think quarterbacks is a little different, TJ. You either got it or you don't. Uh, you can study and train and develop all you want. Quarterback is a whole different animal. Who that? I, I do agree with that, but it is all about being in the right system as well, right? You know, we see quarterbacks uh, that come in, uh, you know, they, they come in third, fourth round, get in the right system, and, and they play really well. Uh, I think it's all about who, uh, who you actually go to. I think it's all about, like, what you can actually show. And, you know, and Jamie Newman, like, that, let's not like, get this twisted, man. If the guy played for Georgia, if he decided not to opt out, he definitely could have been a second-round pick, even a third-round pick. So a lot of this has a lot to do with the fact that these guys set out. Uh, a lot of these teams are, you know, man, when, when your job is on the line, right, you got to go with the guys that you actually seen. And we all know that this is a world, uh, you know what I'm saying, of instant gratification. Like, you know what I'm saying, like out of sight, out of mind. Jamie Newman – Lee's uh, Wake Forest goes to Georgia and was supposed to put up a really good campaign. So if he would have went to Georgia, played serviceable, 
did a good job. This guy wouldn't even be talked about right now. He wouldn't. You know, he would be rather. You know, I don't know if I don't know if he'll be a first round pick. That's a little bit of a stretch, but he definitely would be like something like a a second or early third round pick. The only thing that he had going against him was the fact that he set up. But it's all about the system that you actually go to, man. We see late round quarterbacks uh, have success in the National Football League, but it's about putting them in positions to succeed. If you're not put in a position to succeed, if you're not surrounded by talent and you don't have the right coach, then you're not going to be successful. Derek says, uh, hey, TJ, at first when I saw the Saints selecting Peyton Turner, I thought the Saints front office was on that dog food. But the linebacker and cornerback compliments uh, that first very well. Derek, that's true. Uh, You know, I was very upset because I I just felt like they had bigger fish to fry. Now that they addressed those needs in the first two, I mean, the first, uh, you know, two draft picks uh, on the second day, I think that we all can agree that the Saints, uh, you know, they understood that. And I think maybe they had somebody else on the radar. Well, maybe that guy was gone. I think when Greg Newsom the second was gone, I think that was it for him. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's when they realized, okay, man, let's just go with a guy that we like a little bit more than others. So they decided to go with Turner. But they realized that they couldn't go any longer without addressing a linebacker in a cornerback position. So give them credit for that, man. You know, like give them credit that they actually went back there and they got a guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, both of these guys can turn out to be really, really good, right? Or they can turn out to be really, really bad. Um, that's that's the that's the the problem that we have with the Saints. Sometimes we we wish that they would actually go with a sure thing a little bit more uh, than they actually do. They always go with those guys that nobody really heard of. And I, I joked around. I said you have to use binoculars and a treasure map just to find out who the heck they are. But it, it's just the truth, man. But they do they do diligence, man, and. It's very rare over the last couple of years where the Saints draft somebody and we're like, what are you thinking when it all said and done? It just you just wish that they actually went with, uh, you know, a guy that, you know, it probably most likely would have been successful. I, I just think that if a guy is a, a really good player above, uh, you know, above uh, average player in college, if you take him and put him in the right system, I mean, he will grow from that. Right. So if he's a borderline great player in the right system, he's going to become a great player. If he's an average player, he goes to the right system, he might become a good player. So I'm not saying that the Saints, you know, be getting it wrong because we know that they don't. It's just the fact that we just wonder, like, why would they do that? John Doe says, swag player David Moore, uh, guard from Grambling State as a late uh, round lineman prospect. Well, uh, uh, that wouldn't surprise me at all um, if the Saints go that route. Uh, Zach Mf- uh, Mf- McPherson goes to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, the cornerback out of Texas Tech, and John Bates goes to the football team. He's a tight end out of Boise State. But, um, yeah, uh, David Moore, I mean, that, that's right up the uh, Saints alley, man. The Saints, you know, they're always looking at those schools that nobody really be checking for like that. You know, they really, man – it wouldn't surprise me. Like you'd be watching like some of these movies where they always have like that weird prospect and everybody's talking about how well touted he is. And all of a sudden you'd be like, where do you stay? And all of a sudden, like you all up in a swamp, uh, <laughs> you all up somewhere, you know what I'm saying? That you never even heard of. 
is is uh insane uh you know said to actually see but they do their due diligence man one thing we can say about the saints is they do their homework rudy what's going on uh deal pickle says adebo opted out and dropped down yeah i mean that's that's just what it was he would have had better draft position if he would have stayed in school kim says listening to mickey uh, they tried really hard to get uh, get up there, but wasn't willing to give up the house and a, and a home. Yeah. Uh, you never know how a player is going to turn out. Uh, you have players with big names who don't perform, and then you have the ones with no name who shine. Saints don't draft off names. Uh, they draft off versatility and who fits the scheme of the culture. Kim, that is absolutely correct. They definitely do that. You know, the Saints are a culture team. You know what I'm saying? They're not so much of a, of a skill team. Uh, I think that back in the day uh, that I want to say from like 2012, 2015, like a lot of people considered those as the dark ages of the Saints, you know, especially when it came to the locker room because the locker room was like so divided. It was so divided, in fact, that even Drew Brees at this particular time was thinking about retiring because he was like he just didn't really care for the culture of the locker room. You had guys, you know, there was uh, me guys instead of we guys. And now you look at the New Orleans Saints, you know, they, they try to find guys that kind of fit into that culture, guys that they're going to come in, they're going to do their job, they're smart. But at the same time, you know, they don't have to worry about being, you know, just a bunch of, you know, like I'm for myself and nobody else matters. So they definitely are a culture-based team. I think they don't want to go back to those times where, you know, they, they had these issues. So they're really doing their due diligence to put the right guys inside of the locker room you know like who who is going to be able to compliment this guy who is going to be able to compliment these players so i definitely agree with that kim you know it, they definitely don't want uh guys uh to have a be a disruption in the locker room like you, you don't want that right you, you want guys to be professional uh you want guys to be involved in the community you want guys that you don't have to worry about around three o'clock in the morning you want to be getting a phone call you know I know Marshawn Lattimore, uh, you got a phone call about him, but that's kind of a rarity over these last couple uh, last couple of years. So you know, we see how these guys get along, you know. These guys hang out with each other, like, outside uh, of the facility. You know, I think some people just think that all these players be friends and they get along. I mean, it's, it's, it's their job, right? I mean, you, you think about the people at your job. You know, they probably got some people at your job that you don't really care for, but – you work with them, right? Y'all ain't about to go out. Y'all ain't about to go hang out or anything like that after work, but y'all work together. So it's kind of the same way. Uh, Chuba, <laughs> Chuba Hubbard, uh, running back out of Oklahoma State, goes to the Panthers. So the Panthers uh, getting themselves a little bit of a backup running back uh, to Christian McCaffrey's right there. So Gerald says, good point. TJ Richard Sherman has us in his top four destinations. Yeah, I think, like I said, with the with the addition of uh, Adebo and also Chris Richard, it might make it very attractive to him. And, and not to mention the respect Sean Payton has for him. Count says, I'm late. How uh, did you feel about the Adebo pick? Uh, I liked it. You know, I liked the pick. You know, I think the guy has a lot of talent. He has a lot of skills. Uh, I'll go ahead and put some of his footage back up on the screen for those that just tuned in. Yeah, I like him a lot. You know, I think that he's an incredibly talented 
uh, cornerback. I think him sitting out kind of, you know, caused him to drop in the draft. Uh, I mean, that was beneficial to the Saints. The Saints moved up for him, so they felt like he was worth it. And the last time the Saints moved up in the third round, I think we all know, you know what I'm saying, like what happened in the process, right? <laughs> you know, like, you know, when they aggressively tried to move up and get to get a player that they actually wanted and name with Alvin Kamara. I mean, so you look at guys like, you know, like a Debo, um, you know, he's still a little raw. You know, there's some times where he gets beaten coverage. Uh, there's some times where he actually, uh, you know, he, he doesn't identify the play correctly. But at the same time, he has this confidence within himself. And also, he played wide receiver. So the Saints have been missing somebody, a cornerback, that can actually get their hands on the football and come down with it. I see a lot of the Saints uh, cornerbacks, they have really good position. They really do. They have good position on the field, but they just don't come away with the football. You know, I think about the play in the division around the playoff, goal line, you know, they don't, I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're in the red zone. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore jumps in front of Scotty Miller. I want to say it was like on the third down. Uh, instead of him getting a pick six, jump in front of football, take it to the house, uh, you know, he, he couldn't catch the football. So when you look at a guy like a Debo, maybe that'll be able to help you. You throw the ball his way. Maybe he come down with it. Uh, you also have Marcus Williams in the secondary. Uh, he'll be able to come down with the football. So let, let's, you know, let's see what, what you know, what, what happens. I think that he, he'll be a lot better than people, uh, you know, give him credit for. I like the running back out of Buffalo, Jared uh, Patterson. He's a Mark Ingram type back, a uh, straight bowling ball. Well, you know, you make that type of move, Isaac, if you're thinking about getting rid of Latavius Murray or moving him on or, or trying to save money with him. But uh, I don't think, you know, you want to draft somebody that most likely is not going to play. Uh, Latavius Murray is a good running back. Uh, I think the Saints really want to keep him around. If not, they probably would have got rid of him already. But if they make a, a, a draft pick like that, I think you might have to say goodbye uh, to Latavius Murray. Uh, TJ, I like CJ Gardner-Johnson antagonizing our wide receiver court. It'll prep them for mouthy cornerbacks. Yeah, you know, I, I like CJ Gardner-Johnson. I don't even think that he's doing it, you know, to intentionally, like, get into their head. I think that just is – I think that's just him naturally. I just think that's his personality. I think he's a good uh, player. Uh, I, I like how he adds to uh, the Saints defense. I think he gives them more of an identity. And I think to me, like he he easily emerged to become one of the, you know, one of the fan favorites in New Orleans. Uh, I think that a guy like him, people in New Orleans embrace. Saints fans embrace guys like that because he's a little bit of a loner. He's a little bit of an outcast. A lot of people don't like him. I mean, we in New Orleans feel the same way. Like we always got this us against the world type mentality. And that's the same thing with CJ Garner Johnson. He walks around with a chip on his shoulder. And he doesn't care what anybody says. Like most people you'll see from Louisiana and, <laughs> and New Orleans. I don't think we need it to draft a wide receiver. We do better with undrafted free agent wide receiver. Plus we just uh, signed a wide receiver from Tulane and we still have that undrafted wide receiver from Tennessee. Well, that's a lot of uh, UDFAs right there. You know, like those guys are undrafted. Yeah. They do a good job. Yeah. But at the same time, if you get can get yourself a draft pick that can go on the opposite side of Michael Thomas, 
Instead, uh, and make no mistake about it, Rudy, that's a good point that you're making. But these guys still got to make the team. You know, they still got – like McCleskey still got to go out there and make the team. You know, Callaway, even though he had a good campaign, I mean, he don't have a good training camp. He's going to go to the back of the line. So these guys, you know, we're we assuming that these guys going to come in and they're going to be able to pick up where they left off last season or, in McCleskey's case, going to pick up what we saw uh, out of Tulane. But we don't know that for sure. All we know is that we got know these guys have a lot of upside and a lot of promise, but that's not going to do much. You got to go out there and you got to play. You got to ball out, man. You know, last year means absolutely nothing right now. It's what have you done for me lately. So if those guys don't go out there and perform, they can easily be sitting on a bench. So by no means, uh, in my opinion, Rudy, you know, and I, I appreciate your opinion. But in my opinion, I feel like they, they can't rest on their laurels, man, and be like, yeah, we got we got this room. But I don't feel like that's uh, – and to me, I don't feel like that's uh, that's true. Pookie Williams would be nice. Uh, yeah, Pookie Williams out of Kansas, yeah, he would be a nice pick for the Saints. What position y'all think we targeting today? I'm thinking offensive linemen. I'm thinking offensive linemen will be on the, the menu today. Um uh, maybe a quarterback can be on the menu today. You know, I, I, I also uh, another position that I feel like, uh, you know, the Saints could actually go after would be a uh, tight end position. You know what I'm saying? I think the tight end position in no way, shape, shape or form uh, is over with. I think that you can get yourself another uh, pass catching tight end. Uh, now, you know that you have uh, Nick Barnett, you know what I'm saying? Nick Verrett or Nick Barnett. I want to say Nick Barnett. Nick Barnett out um, the tight end, uh, he's more of a blocking tight end. And you also have Adam Troutman, right? He can catch the ball, and we're hoping that he can catch the ball and he can block too. So now let's try to get ourselves another pass catching tight end. You know, maybe uh, the, the the guy who came out of, uh, came from Florida State uh, went to Georgia. Uh, you know, I think that he would be a really good pick. Fluid says we definitely need to draft a wide receiver. Um, yeah, Jalen Darton, uh, out of uh, North Texas, ironically, somebody mentioned him. Um, he actually went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a few minutes ago. So I don't know who, uh, who just mentioned him. I, I really don't know, but he, he actually ended up going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, uh, Robert Rochelle out of central Arkansas cornerback. He's actually going to the Rams would be a good spot for him. Thank you. I already read that one. Cass says, thank you very much for being a supporter, by the way, brother. And I think Jawan Johnson at tight end would be third on the depth chart. Yeah, I can see that happening, Cass. You know, not so much him playing tight end primarily, uh, you know, but I can see him coming in, uh, the Saints lining him up as a tight end in situation. So, yeah, he, he's a big body guy. Uh, he's a very large, intimidating guy. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know, man. You know, I, I would like to see him at wide receiver. You know, I, I would like to see him at wide receiver. See, I think a lot of us, uh, you know, we're probably getting things a little bit, uh, I don't want to say misconstrued. Well, I guess I can, you know, because it, 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 I think that we're looking at these guys based on what they look like in the Saints uniform uh, over the past couple of years or even last year, the rookies. We're not looking at the fact that some of the things that these guys actually did well, they could not do. 
because Drew Brees was limited. Drew Brees came out and said he was limited. He said he only had limited tools in his toolbox. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a quote from Drew Brees. So a lot of these guys, the things that they actually do well and the things that we they, the Saints probably looked at in the film room and said, man, we need to get this guy in here, they couldn't do, right? So I think Jawan Johnson, I would like to give him a second glance I would like to give like some of these other guys a second glance because I would like to see what they can actually do when you have a quarterback that can sling it, a quarterback that can make all the throws and that really, you know what I'm saying, is young and in his prime right now. So I would love to see what these guys can actually do uh, when the Saints are not handicapped and, you know, and, and shackled uh, by, you know, by the, by the fact that they are limited. You know, like all, on, all the plays going to be, 10 yards or less, you know? So let's see what they can do. You know, I'm not ready to say, oh, man, these guys, you know, man, these guys don't have it. We need to shift this guy to there. But I definitely think that you can line them up in a tight end situation because they kind of did the same thing with Brandon Coleman in the red zone. Like, that's why when Brandon Coleman was playing for the Saints, he had a lot of those red zone touchdowns because he was kind of lined up, uh, you know, in the tight end position on the inside. And he was a little bit of a you know mismatch for some of those linebackers out there. So uh, that would be that would be interesting to see him line up like that. But I'm willing to give him a chance to see what he has a little bit more before I write him off. But the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Uh, go to Manscaped.com for all of your grooming needs. Use the promo code State of Saints, and you will save twenty percent off of your purchase. Once again, that's manscaped.com. We all know the NFL draft is here, and your number one pick needs to be Manscaped. So thank you all so much. Really do appreciate that. Uh, we're probably, I don't know if people's televisions are a little bit ahead of mine, but uh, the draft is at pick 131. Uh, so right now the Ravens are on the clock or they made a pick. Then you have the Browns followed by the Saints. So um I'm going to probably just go until the Saints actually make their pick and we figure out who, he, who, he, who that person actually is. And then we're going to go ahead and get up out of here, man. Enjoy the rest of the draft. And I'll be back with you all to uh, break down uh, the draft picks uh, that the Saints select uh, for the remainder of day three. So special shout out to Jerry. What's going on, Jerry? Thank you for being here. Giants, John says, why are the Saints in love with Big Ten players? And why do we avoid SEC players? That's a very interesting point there. I, I wish I could tell you, but I really don't know. I would have to say, if I'm if I'm a, I'm a betting man, if I'm a guessing man, I would say it has something to do with the fact that our beloved head coach Sean Payton is from Big Ten country. Uh, I would like to think that you know he's he was born and raised in Illinois, you know, around the Chicago area. So maybe the fact that he actually remember those rivalries those michigan versus ohio state games uh he watched uh wisconsin play you know what i'm saying he watched big 10 football he grew up on it so maybe he has a special place and a little bit of a bias uh towards that region but i don't feel like that should be the case you got to go with what's the best available sec has been the best in the class of college football for almost the last 20 years i don't understand why you wouldn't want to go with them but I mean, it's his choice. It's his choice. Uh, Tylen uh, Wallace, uh, Wallace uh, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma State, uh, goes to the Baltimore Ravens with pick number 131. Uh, on the clock right now are the Cleveland Browns. Want to make sure that that's correct right there. 
Yeah, okay, they already made their pick. Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State. They're showing his footage right now. Uh, he seems like a guy, you know, that, that can run. Don't look like the fastest guy in the world, but look like almost like a like a Willie Sneed uh, type guy, you know, like guy that, that's a good possession receiver. So that seems like that would be a good fit uh, for somebody like Lamar Jackson. You know, it's the fact that Lamar Jackson is one of those option quarterbacks, even though he can sling it. Uh, those he needs like one of those guys to me, one of those guys that kind of fit within that that little box where he can actually get those third down, you know, those little uh, quick passes that he likes to throw so well. Marquez Callaway, I won't deny he stepped up. Uh, let's hope he can stay consistent because consistency is key. Well, yeah, that's definitely the truth. Uh, I think that the kid have a good head on his shoulder. I don't feel like the success of last year is going to cloud his judgment. Because I think he understands, man, you know, if you don't go out there and perform, it's not like you're a first-round pick. It's not like you were a guaranteed pick. Uh, you were a guy that was an undrafted free agent. And I think that you have to look at that. So he has to understand that every year is a proven year, right? You have to prove it. You know what I'm saying? This, this is a, a St. Louis-type game we play, right? This is a show-me game. You got to show me what you can actually do, you know? And if you don't show it, then it's not going to happen. It is not. Matthew uh, says, I hope we grab uh, Kalen Hill. Uh, let's see here. I think that we would uh, be great in our offense. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I think he definitely would, man. I think that he would be a good uh, pick for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, he's extremely talented. Um, I want to say this is a guy, if we're talking about the same guy, He's uh, he played for Ohio State, if I'm not mistaken, right? Is it wide, the wide receiver from Ohio State? I want to make sure that, that I'm being corrected, but I think uh, yeah, if, if if he's the wide receiver that I think we're talking about here, um, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a guy he can fly, man. He's he not afraid to go up for the ball. He, he He's not afraid to to rise up. Oh, okay, okay, now, yeah, yeah, the running back. Okay, now, okay, now, okay, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, with, uh, Hill, yeah, the, the uh, from Mississippi State. To me, he's like a poor man's. He's like a poor man's uh, Le'Veon Bell, right? You know what I'm saying? I, I, but to me, the only issue that I have with him, the only the only uh, issue that I have with him is the fact that I feel like Mississippi State kind of ran him into the ground. You know, I, I think that he was the best player on the team. He had a lot of touches in college, a lot of touches, man. So right now the New Orleans Saints are on the clock. Uh Tommy Tugalai, uh, defensive tackle out of Ohio State. Uh, ironically, he gets picked right before the Saints have to pick who love Ohio State players. But yeah, but Hill, yeah, man. Um, I just think that he had too many carries, too many. Um, I think he had too many carries, man. I think that Mississippi State should have like had like a complimentary back to help him out. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why I feel like he kind of fallen in the draft. I mean, that's a lot of tread on them ties out there. Yeah, but I definitely know you're talking about. I mean, he's a really good player. He has hands almost like a wide receiver. He sees the field really well. He has really good field vision. And but he reminds me a lot of Kevin Smith, man. Kevin Smith came out of Central Florida a couple of years ago, was a really good running back. But I mean, this man was having like 35, 40 carries in in, in one season. Like they they ran this man to the freaking ground. All right. So uh, the New Orleans Saints pick is in right now. 
Um, I'm actually watching on ESPN. Let me see what they're actually going to do here. Uh, don't know, but they, they're just uh, showing the footage right now. So don't know who the Saints going to pick uh, just yet. But, yeah, uh, when you say Hill, man, I was thinking about the um, the wide receiver uh, Hill from Ohio State. Uh, but, yeah, they, they both were good. You know what I'm saying? They, they both were good. So let's see what, what the Saints are going to do here. I, I got – I'm not looking at the screen right now because I don't want anybody to uh, – Take, you know what I'm saying, take the, the tell me because I know some people televisions are ahead of mine. So right now I'm going to look and see what the Saints are actually going to get. Uh, right now what they have on the screen to talk about uh, Chuba Hubbard, Oklahoma State uh, running back. Uh, we know, and looking at the Carolina Panthers selections here, J.C. Horn, uh, J.C. Horn, uh, Terrence Marshall, uh, Brady Christensen, Tommy Tremble. Okay, so you look at the Carolina Panthers, man, the Carolina Panthers are really trying to stack and trying to build the team. And uh, they've done a good job, man. I think if you're looking at the NFC South as a whole, uh, you have to say the Carolina Panthers have, have really hit it out the park, man. You got to give them credit where credit is due. But let's see what the Saints are going to do, man. Let's see what the, the pick that they're going to select. Um, got Dan Moore on the screen, offensive tackle. So I mean they're trying to get better. They're trying to get better at the uh at the offensive line if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. You definitely got to do that, man. You got to be able to protect Big Ben. Big Ben getting up there in age, you got to be able to know how to protect the guy. Aaron Rodgers. Thank you very much for two dollars said New Orleans is looking real good to me right now. Um might be too rich for our blood, uh Aaron. You know, I, <laughs> might be too rich. Uh, I appreciate you taking my question. I always enjoy your commentary. Much love. No problem, Matthew. Thank you for being here. Sorry, uh, you know, I, I thought the hill you were referring to was the wide receiver, but when somebody told me about Mississippi State, I was like, okay, yeah. But yeah, man, he, he he's a really he's a really good running back. The only problem that I have is too much tread on. I mean, too man. I mean, he he don't have enough tread on the tire for me, you know. You you want a running back to be productive in college, but you need a rotation going, man, because you don't want to be ran down to the ground. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be ran down into the ground, you know, by the time you get there. But as we can see, man, Ian Book uh, going to the New Orleans Saints. So the Saints select Ian Book um, out of out of Notre Dame, man. That's, that's, that's interesting right there, um, the fact that <laughs> – the fact that the New Orleans Saints um, selected Ian Book here, uh, not a surprise. Uh, if you, Definitely if you uh, checked out uh, Sean Payton, you know, he said um, Ian Book reminds him a lot of himself, right? Ian Book is a guy that, that it reminds him of, of him. So not a surprise there, man. But Ian Book coming out of Notre Dame, uh, coming from a team, uh, got a lot of opportunities to actually check out Ian Book and try to see right now if I can actually pull up um, some footage of, of Ian Book while we're waiting here. But, yeah, Ian Book, man, is, is a guy that, you know, had a really good offensive line. He had a, a great opportunity to be seen so many times. You know, the fact that, you know, he played on Notre Dame. Notre Dame has a contract with NBC. So uh, we know that he he's able to be seen uh, quite a bit. So let's see if I can just pull up a few of his highlights here, try to see if we can actually get those downloaded so you all can check them out. But yeah, Ian Book is a guy who, 
is a guy that Sean Payton loves. Um, Say he reminded him a lot of himself. What do y'all think about this pick, man? What do y'all think about Ian Book coming to the Saints? The Saints finally getting themselves a quarterback. Um, but I think that uh, I think that he'll fit in well. You know, I think that I think the fact that um, the only thing that I, the questions that I have for Ian Book is, is the fact that you played a, with a really good offensive line at Notre Dame, and a lot of the passes that he threw. Uh, and that he overthrew and he underthrew, uh, I, I feel like he shouldn't have. You know, like you had an opportunity to deliver a ball because, I mean, you, you could have really, like, been in that contention to be a Heisman Trophy candidate. Like, how many years goes by that we see Notre Dame offensive linemen go off the board? Because it, they, they're almost like an offensive line factory, man. Like, you got to put them up there almost in the same category as a as a Wisconsin, like they always have really good linebackers. I mean, you think about uh, for the Cowboys, uh, Zach Martin, right? You know what I'm saying? You think about uh, Quentin Nelson, you know what I'm saying? You think about guys like that. So that's the only question I have from him working on his accuracy. But nevertheless, uh, you know, it's a good pick. It, it was about that time. I mean, even though you have Jameis Winston, you can't just put all your eggs in one basket and be like, okay, man, Jameis is going to work. You got to be able to, you know, you know, you got to be able to have have some depth at that position because you really just don't know. You know. So right now, you know, so I'm just pulling up a few of his stats right now, so we all can kind of just check out and see what you know what he has here. Let's go ahead. So we'll go ahead and um go ahead as I download this and try to save it. And while while it's downloading. Uh, I'll go ahead and take some questions. Uh, get that out of the way. Pick that up. Do that. All right. Uh, TJ, I told you. I don't. Uh, I mean, yeah. You know, like I, I would have thought. I would have thought they would have got somebody like a uh, Sam Ellinger or something like that. But Ian Book definitely uh, was somebody that I that I mentioned before. You know, like I, I kind of you know. I think my issue was I, I really didn't want to see him get drafted by the Saints so much. So, but for me to say that I don't think that Ian Book wouldn't have been the Saint, I would have been lying. Especially like since Sean Payton went up there and he basically said, "Oh, it, the guy reminds him a lot of himself." Like Ian Book reminds him of himself. So, uh, no Carnell Powell, man, no wide receiver. So. He, in the next round, I don't think the Saints got a pick until the sixth round, if I'm not mistaken. They don't have a fifth-round pick uh, due to the fact that they uh, lost that pick uh, due to uh, COVID, not following COVID protocol. So, 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 so we got Paxton back there crying. What's the matter, buddy? What's the matter, buddy? Oh, that's okay. It's okay. See, you gotta be dad. You gotta be dad and host at the same time, man. It's okay, little guy. It's okay, little guy. It's okay. It's okay, buddy. It's gonna be all right. It's gonna be okay. You don't go by your mama. Don't give me kidding. Are you good? At it? Okay. It's okay, buddy. It's okay, little guy. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. 
<laughs> Baby crying over book. So you see. <laughs> oh man, uh, definitely. I don't. I don't think that's why he cried. But that's 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 hilarious. Yeah. So, but. I don't know, man. I don't know if you got a fifth round pick or not. Like I said, they, they uh, we traded. Now I think they lost their fifth round pick due to them not following COVID protocol, if I'm mistaken. Like I, I want to say, I want to say they they lost it. You know what I'm saying? They they lost it due to them not following pro uh, protocol, COVID protocol. So trying to see if I can upload this this Ian book. If not, then I'm gonna have to. Let me see. I'm at the cut it short. They telling me the file is too long. I'm saying it's too long. So let me see if I can cut cut a little bit of the footage that I was gonna upload here. Yeah, but look, they need another quarterback to me, and I, I think that was a really good pick. I, I think that was a really good pick. You know that you need a quarterback. Look. You, you can't just put all your eggs on, you know what I'm saying, on Jameis. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of respect for Jameis. I want him to turn the corner. But uh, we got him so upset he might not like Book very much. <laughs> that would be crazy, though. Let's just say if Ian Book actually pans out and Jameis don't, that would be probably the only quarterback that my son would actually remember, right? Yeah. And, and we can go back to this moment and, and show him like he was actually crying. Uh, I think Ian Book gonna be a dog. Uh, that's, that's a little bit of wishful thinking right there, but I ain't mad at it. A lot, of, a little optimism. I ain't got no problem with that. I, I, you know, but I got the footage right now, man. It's loading up right now, but like I said, Sean Payton liked him. Tamika <laughs> said, "I feel like Packy. We need a wide receiver. I guess they don't feel like they do. I mean, you still got the six and the seven round, I guess." I don't know. That, that looked like old line territory where teams actually take a gamble on uh, take a gamble on offensive linemen. But hey, we can see Ian Book right here, man. You know, I pulled the highlights up here. Uh, shouts out to the ACC uh, network for for their footage here. Uh, yeah, but twenty three touchdowns, two picks, man. Good footage. You know what I'm saying? Back in twenty twenty. So, I mean, Ian Book. I don't think nobody like question his toughness or anything like that, man. Nobody questions if Ian Book can actually ball out. You know, like the fact is, like some of the throws that he that he makes. You know, some of the, some of the throws are very very questionable to say the least. Uh, you know, especially like when he has time. Like, like right here, you know, what I'm saying you see him scrambling out of pocket, pocket breaking down. You know, he he decides, you know, see he fight for those yards. Like I said, a toughness man trying to, you know, dive in for a touchdown. Like, you, you got to like stuff like that. You got to like that he just didn't, you know, try, you know, took what the defense gave him. You know, he tried to fight and try to get that touchdown. Pocket breaking down, not panicking. You know what I'm saying? Rolling to the left. And, you know, stretching out for that touchdown. Okay, I mean, that's, that's good stuff right there. That That's the type of stuff that will make you, make you turn into like a fan favorite. Right here, you know, we see him. I mean, he goes downfield. Okay, good pass, good delivery. All right, gets the ball into the hands of your playmakers. You know, to me, that's more of what number 11 did than what Ian Book did. But, look, in the right system, Ian Book can be a really good quarterback. 
making those good decisions, having good timing. I think that that he'll he'll pan out, man. He'll he'll pan out. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, I would like to know what you all think. Uh, we will be back talk a little bit about the rest of the NFL draft. Uh, you know, we're going to break that down on uh, the, the sixth round, the seventh round. Maybe the Saints end up moving back into the draft. We we really just don't know. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you enjoyed the content, please right now go ahead and, and give it a thumbs up. Show everybody that you love the, the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you for supporting the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you to everybody that donated throughout the show. I ask that you become a supporter of the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, you can go to YouTube.com. Uh, you go to the State of the Saints podcast channel page, and you can hit the word join. Or you can go to Facebook.com and go to the profile page of the State of the Saints, and you can hit support as well. Uh, previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM, and follow the State of the Saints podcast on Twitter at State of Saints. You all enjoy the rest of your day. I'm going to really figure out what Paxton was crying and enjoy the rest of my day, man, with the fam. And I hope you all do the same. Enjoy the rest of the 2021 NFL draft. We'll be back to break it down. And all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>